This is I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. The following is a recent Sunday morning message given by Pastor Robert Brown. Second Chronicles 2020, very famous scripture. I kept hearing this over and over again uh, from the Lord. I was like, God, what am I going to do with this? Amen. Hallelujah. And he systematically his word to me. Amen. Hallelujah. So Second Chronicles 2020. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let me set this up for us. Amen. The book of Second Chronicles is about the kingdom period. Amen. Particularly in Judah. From a priestly perspective. All right. So from a priestly point of view. So focus is mostly on Judah because the temple was in the nation of Judah. This is during the time of the divided kingdom. The ten northern tribes of Israel became the nation of Israel. Two southern tribes, which would be Judah and Benjamin, were the tribe of Judah. You might want to include in that the Levitical tribe as well because they wanted to be around the temple. So the book of Second Chronicles deals with the nation of Judah from a religious perspective. It's an evaluation of their religious history during the time of the kings. All right. Hallelujah. Let's look at our first slide here. The first slide is about the genealogy of the kings of ancient Israel and Judah. All right. Our text today will focus on the king Jehoshaphat. All right. Jehoshaphat means the Lord is judge. All right. And Jehoshaphat, hallelujah, I wrote on the, on the side of the page here, excuse my handwriting, that chicken scratch, but was the fourth king of the nation of Judah. Israel split into two different nations after, during the time of Rehoboam. Rehoboam was the son of Solomon. We know Solomon was the wisest man that was besides Jesus. Solomon was the son of David. All right, so I have a genealogy of the kings of ancient Israel and Judah. We're looking at the fourth king of Judah. We know Judah means praise. Amen. So he's a part of the, the tribe of praise. We know uh, Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. So he was a, uh, a descendant, at least through Mary, of the tribe of Judah. So this Jehoshaphat, meaning the Lord is judge, is the fourth king of the nation of Judah. And he was the great, great, great grandson of King David. All right. Hallelujah father was named Asa. I think I've heard that name before. Asa means physician healer. Heal us, Asa. All right. We're all setting up for 2 Chronicles 2020 here. Excuse my mic if it's going in and out. All right, next slide, please. With this account, amen, Jehoshaphat being the fourth king of Judah brought about a lot of... Um, uh, a change in Judah from the sense of he would have priests going around the country uh, teaching people about the law, getting them back into right relationship with God. All right. However, uh, Jehoph Jehoshaphat's challenge was he followed the Lord on the big things, but tended to ignore the Lord 
on day-to-day things, particularly things like they had a place called the groves or elevated land that where pagan worship took place. All right, pagan worship being the worship of many gods. All right, and we know that Israel was a, uh, a nation, a people that worshiped one God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In this slide right here, amen, during this account, amen, the nation of Judah is about to be invaded by three nations, the Ammonites, the Moabites, and the Edomites. And the thing that these three nations have in common besides their proximity is they are related to the nation of Judah. How so? The Ammonites and the Moabites are the children of Lot. They're descendants of Lot. The Edomites are the descendants of Esau. We know Esau was Jacob's brother. And God told the children of Israel when they entered into the promised land not to touch or to fight against the nations of the Ammonites, the Moabites, or the Edomites. Excuse me real quick, was that changed my mic? Technical difficulties happen, amen, from time to time. All right, so the Ammonites, the Moabites, and Edomites, they were all relatives to the kingdom of Judah. Ammonites and Moabites through Lot, and the Edomites through Esau. God told the Israelites not to conquer them during their entrance or conquest of the promised land, and now it seems to be coming back to haunt the nation of Judah. Amen? How are we doing on mics? Hallelujah. Let me continue with this mic. Amen. So let's go to our verse now. 2 Chronicles 20, 20. I'm reading from the King James Version. Next slide, please. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm on 2020 now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Here we go. King James Version reads, And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. So this is after uh, they had been prophesied, the, the, uh, Jehoshaphat and the nation of Israel had been prophesied to by a prophet named Jehaziel. All right. He told them to really lean on God. All right. Basically, in a nutshell. Hallelujah. So they rose up after this prophecy in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe in his prophets, so shall ye prosper. Now imagine America is being attacked by Three nations. Let's say Canada on the north, Mexico on the south, and we got Russia coming from the west. Do you think our president would now go and start praying 
and gathering the nation. And, and I, what I didn't mention, amen, Jehoshaphat had the nation gathered together in prayer, national day of prayer and to fast. And then after coming out of that, amen, uh, there's a prophecy about God will, will fight for you from a prophet. And then the, 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 the president getting up and saying, believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe in his prophets, so shall you prosper. Can you imagine that happening in 2021? We're about to be conquered and this leader has the nerve to get up and say this. Where the nuclear weapons? Where's the army? Where's the Navy? Where's the Air Force? Where's the Marines? I don't want to hear this. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe in his prophets, so shall you prosper. And saints, many times in our own life when we're going through trials, and tribulations, and it seems like we're being attacked from all sides. Sometimes the last thing we want to hear is a word from the Lord. Can I keep it 100 with you? Sometimes we want to be in our pity party. We want to feel sorry for ourselves. I say we because I'm human like you. And sometimes we, we don't, we don't want to hear nothing like that because it didn't work. But it's exactly what we should do in times, especially when we feel attacked round about us. Amen. Hallelujah. In these times that are seemingly uncertain, we need the certainty of the Lord. He's our only stability. It's not in who's in office. It's not on what news network we watch. It's not in what political office or political uh, organization we believe in. It's not in our protest. It's not in our marching. It's not in our activism. It's in Jesus Christ. He is the ultimate stability. Amen. So with that being said, amen, let's turn to the next slide. Hallelujah. Our title today is Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe in the Lord your God, your God, so shall ye be established hallelujah glory to god we're going to get into it today amen hang with me amen thank you for being patient with the technical issues amen hallelujah join me as i pray amen over the word today father god we come before you in the matchless name of jesus we thank you and praise you for your word we thank you lord god that you help us even overcome these technical challenges lord god but father god now we need a word from you lord god You've once again given me a task that's far, far too great for me. You know what your people need. You are the preacher. You are the teacher. Preach today. Teach today like never before. Nourish your people till they're fill, full and full to overflowing today. You know what they have need of, Lord God. Hallelujah. Have your way in their lives and our lives like never before. In Jesus' name, someone in agreement with that prayer, just say amen. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. The words of Jehoshaphat in Chronicles 2020, very famous scripture. But brother pastor, how does, that, how does that apply to me as a modern day Christian? This was thousands of years ago. Well, let's start to look in it. 
Next slide, please. As you guys know, I'm an expository preacher. It means I want to hear what the scripture has to say to us, and we have to draw out what the scriptures mean in order for them to tell us what they mean. All right? I'm not someone who takes my thoughts on something and puts it into the word. We need to draw it out. Okay? So let's look at some definitions real quick, amen, so that we have a better understanding of what Jehoshaphat was talking about here. This word believe in the Hebrew uh, is a word aman, and it means trust in, believe in, to render or be firm or faithful, to be permanent or quiet. Woo, those are powerful words. Morally to be true or certain steadfast he says believe in the lord your god be steadfast be permanent or unmovable be quiet inst instead of co with complaint and and unsettled but quiet being still in the lord your god but brother past this is basic i know that but often when the trial or the trouble or the people come and disturb our quietness, this is not what we as human beings, as Christians do. The doubt comes in. The looking for alternatives comes in. The going back to doing things the way I used to do it before I got saved comes in. And we don't believe. I'm talking about we. I'm human like you. So believe in the Lord. Amen. Lord, Jehovah. The yud heh vav -Hey is a word that the modern Hebrews or Hebrews all along never speak. yud heh vav -Hey. It's the proper name of God, the God of Israel. The self-existent or eternal one. It's the Jewish national name of God, Lord. And we have God, and this one is Elohim. We know there are many names of God, but this or titles of God. Elohim, it means God, very great, mighty. This is the creative God from Genesis 1.1. In plural of Eloah, it means gods in the ordinary sense. So it's more than one. What, brother pastor, we, we serve more than one God? No, we have one God expressing himself in three persons but specifically used in the plural, thus, especially with the article of the supreme God. The supreme God is Father, Son, Holy Spirit, one being, three persons. The complex unity. Does it make sense to our human minds? No, it does not, but he's God. Hallelujah. Complexed beyond our ability to put in a box. God. Elohim. Next slide, please. Let's look at this word established. This word established is the same word as believe. Aman. But we're going to take it a little bit further with this one. Established. To trust in, believe in, to render, or to be firm or faithful. The same as we said would believe. To be permanent or quiet. The same as we said would believe. Morally to be true or certain. Steadfast. Now let's start to veer off a little bit from that believe. Hallelujah of Aman. Hallelujah. It means to be, to, to be steadfast is to be steady or constant, resolutely or dutifully, firm or unwavering. 
that when the trouble hits or when the thing in the natural is coming against you to take you out, hallelujah, that you have so much trust and believe in God that you are unwavering, you are firm, you are steadfast, you are unmovable, you are always abounding in the work of the Lord. That if it does not happen when you think it should happen, hallelujah, that you keep on believing God anyway. You are established in him. Woo, God. We're on the cutting edge of his will today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. This next word is prophets. It's a little controversial, amen, because we live in a day and an hour where it seems like there's so many prophets out here prophesying so many different things. Believe in his prophets and so shall you prosper. Now, he's speaking specifically about the prophet that, uh, that came and gave them a word. We didn't read that scripture, but his name is Jehaziel. Hallelujah. But let's look at this word prophet, amen. It means spokesman, speaker. And the word is newbie in, uh, in the uh, Hebrew, excuse me. Spokesman, speaker, prophet, inspired man, seer, implying that someone that sees something that's being shown to them. All right. Now, the specific prophet, and we didn't read that scripture, amen, that spoke to Jehoshaphat and the nation of Judah. Hallelujah. His name was Jehaziel. Hallelujah. And he was the son of Zechariah, who was a, he was a descendant of uh, of Asaph, and Asaph was uh, one, uh, one of the many writers of the song um, of the Psalms, Amen. And they were musicians; they were Levites during the time of David. And they played musical instruments. All right, so this man prophesied to Jehoshaphat and the children of Israel, and his name means beheld by God or seeing God. All right, we're headed somewhere, according to the Eaton's Bible Dictionary. All right, and the Hickshots. Dictionary of Bible names, all right? But let's break down this word prophet a little bit further, amen, so that we don't get caught up in personalities or people coming in all black to our church to preach on Sunday, amen, so they could look like they're deep. And people, you know, with different hand movements and stuff like that that we've seen over the years, all right? So the literal meaning of, of prophet in the Hebrew, as it's uh, written here, is nun bet yud aleph. All right, nun means life. Yud means hand or hand of God, the hand of God at work. And aleph means God. Oh, and bet means house or tent. All right, so we put it together, amen. What is a prophet? It's the, it's the life of the house, the tent, the nation. So he was speaking to a nation. So the life of the nation or the people of God is in the hand of God. So prophet represents that the life of the nation is in the hand of God. This individual is being used by God to speak a word to the people of God or to correct the king that their lives might be preserved. So modern-day prophet, hallelujah, we know from Revelation gives the testimony of Jesus Christ, hallelujah, glory to God. But at this time, amen, was to preserve the, help preserve the nation. God would use these individuals to help preserve the life of 
the nation, in this case, the nation of Judah. Amen. So it goes beyond the individual human being, amen, being used, amen, because everybody wants to be a prophet nowadays. It's the cool thing to be. We put it on our Facebook pages. We put it on our Instagram. We, 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 we put it on Twitter. But prophets, true prophets, did not often live a glamorous life. They were killed. They were hunted. They were chased. But most importantly, they were spokesmen for God to help preserve the nation, all right, and often to correct the king, all right? We're just setting stuff up here. Hallelujah. The last word we're going to look at is prosper, amen. There is no prosperity gospel. There is no prosperity gospel. The gospel is the life, the perfect life. The death, the burial, the resurrection and the ascension of Christ. There is no prosperity gospel. However, a fringe benefit of being in Christ is to have blessings available to you. So let's look at this word prosper. Amen. In the Hebrew, it's a word tasalak. And it means to rush, to experience prosperity of men, to push forward in various senses, literal or figurative, transitive or intransitive, to break out, come mightily, go over, be good, be meet, be profitable, cause, to affect, to make, to send, to prosper, amen. So in the case of the Israelites here is that they would enjoy victory as their enemies were coming upon them. And we shall enjoy a prosperity or a victory despite those coming against us, amen. Hallelujah. I don't know why I feel like I need to interject this, but everyone that's coming against you isn't sent by the devil. Sometimes we bring stuff upon ourselves. So we got to establish that first. If you were mean to somebody, more than likely they're going to be mean back to you. If you defrauded somebody, more than likely they're going to defraud you. If you cheated on somebody, a lot of cases they'll cheat back on you. So I'm not talking about sin. I'm talking about when you have been in the will of God and you have done the right thing, Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you have verified that with the Lord and, and, and set your life against Scripture and know that you're in the right place. Amen. And someone does something wrong to you or a number of people. Amen. Hallelujah. God will cause us to prosper or overcome the challenge. Amen. All right. Hallelujah. Had to set that up. Next slide, please. Valley of blessings. Since there's a valley of blessings for each of us. Valley, scripturally, hallelujah, glory to God, or in this sense, is a place to be desired or a, a place in your life to be desired. All right. But in this scripture, it'll be very literal. All right. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide, please. We're going to 2 Chronicles 20, 21. And now we're reading out of the Amplified Classic Version. This is still Jehoshaphat and the children of Judah, the nation of Judah, I should say. I'm reading from the Amplified Classic Version. All right, this is still about Jehoshaphat and Judah. And when he had consulted with the people, he being Jehoshaphat, fourth king of Judah, he appointed singers to sing to the Lord and praise him in their holy priestly garments. Hallelujah. We just start singing and singing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We give praise unto God. Hallelujah. To, to let them know how much we're grateful to him, how much we believe him. Hallelujah. That we will have future victory despite what we're going through right now. Hallelujah. 
So priestly garments as they went out before the army. So he put the singers even before the army. Saying, give thanks to the Lord for his mercy and loving kindness endure forever. God's mercy does not run out. We as human beings like to say it runs out, but his mercy endures forever. The fact that he does not want to send judgment upon us, hallelujah, as his people endures forever. Let me throw this in here too. By and large, Israel, Judah, I mean Israel, the modern day Israel, Jerusalem, the people of God, the descendants of Abraham don't believe in Jesus as their Messiah, their Christ. But God has not abandoned them. Romans 11 says that all of Israel will be saved one day. So his mercy endureth forever. We cannot go beyond his mercy. Hallelujah. Let me keep on reading. And when they began to sing and to praise, and when they began to sing and to praise, listen, say, praise and worship ain't a time to go to sleep. It's not a time to be comfortable. It is an integral part of our relationship with God. It's how we interact with him. It's how we celebrate him. It's how we lift him up in our hearts and minds. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If we're not careful, apathy and being comfortable can get in the way of our praise and worship. Apathy, apathy meaning, eh, you know, it is what it is, whatever. It's an integral part of our relationship with God. And it was so much so that Jehoshaphat put them in front. The praise and worship singers, the Levites, the musicians. The Lord set the end. Uh, okay, let me go back. For his mercy and loving kindness endure forever. And when they began to sing and to praise, let's see what the Lord did. The Lord set ambushments against the men of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, that would be the Edomites, hallelujah, who had come against Judah, and they were self-slaughtered. In other words, when they began to sing and to praise the Lord, hallelujah, they started, these, pe these three nations that were coming to attack and conquer Judah started to attack and kill one another. My God, they didn't have to pick up a finger, a sword, a shield. They just had to praise him. Sometimes when you're in the depths of your depression, hallelujah, you are a praise away from your deliverance. When you see your enemy coming, it's time to look up and give him a shout. Now, I'm not talking about old-time church, old-time religion. I'm talking about a, a, a wise and intentional type of praise given to God. Hallelujah. Why? One, because he deserves it. Hallelujah. Two, because it's effective. 
Hallelujah. It's so easy to slide into, hallelujah, as we were dealing with last week, amen, mental illness, depression, apathy. Oh, well, I give up. I ain't going to church no more. I quit. I guess God doesn't hear me. Why God bless them, doesn't bless me. All things yours truly has entertained in his life and walk with the Lord. So I'm not above you. I'm with you. This is for me as much as it's for us. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. For suspecting betrayal, the men of Ammon and, Mount and Moab rose against those of Mount Seir, utterly destroying them. So uh, Ammon and Moab combined together and attacked Edom, or Mount Seir. And when they had, it's not a literal mountain, it, it, it's talking about a, the, the nation of Edom, all right? Mount Seir, hallelujah. Utterly destroying them. And when they had made an end of the men of Seir, they all helped to destroy one another. So Ammon and Moab then started to kill one another, the troops, the armies. And when Judah came to the watchtower of the wilderness, they looked at the multitude, and behold, there were dead bodies falling to the earth, and none had escaped. The Bible's not a G-rated book. I guess it would be like PG-13 or PG-14. Judah being attacked from three nations, from the south and from the, uh, from the east, stood firm in God. Jehoshaphat put the praises first. That's why we got praise and worship first. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. The enemy delved into self-destruction and none escaped. My God. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. This is kind of a rapture, too. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse 25. And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take the spoil, the spoil would be all the things that the soldiers had, the, the valuable things that they had. All right. They found among them much cattle, goods, garments, and precious things, which they took for themselves more than they could carry away. So much they were three days in gathering the spoil. On the fourth day, they assembled in the valley of Berakah. There they, there they blessed the Lord. So they named the place. So the name of the place is still called the Valley of Berakah or the Valley of Blessings. When the Lord defeats your enemies, there's a valley of blessings waiting for you to collect the spoil. Hallelujah. 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 Anybody got any enemies? People that don't like you? Sometimes they're in your house. They're on your job. And God help us, sometimes they're in the church. Sometimes they're behind the pulpit. God's got you. It's a valley of blessings waiting for us. Hallelujah. You know, in the, in, in the midst of a pandemic, and I forgot to take off my mask today. Hallelujah. 
I'll just leave it on. Almost done. Hallelujah. Don't make sense right now. Hallelujah. I'll just leave it on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's blessings waiting for us, saints. Even as, as terrible as it looks around us, God wants to encourage us today that there's a valley of blessings waiting for us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Every now and then we need encouragement. It gets tough. It gets rough. The world gets dark. It gets dim. We've had our feelings hurt. It's been tough on the job. It's been tough in our houses. Money's been tight. We need encouragement. We need encouragement. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. Saints, the Lord will fight for you and give you rest around about. We all are challenged by this. It's not your fight. Judah didn't raise a sword or a shield. The Lord caused the enemy to fight against each other. Next slide, please. Going to verse 27. We're staying in the second Chronicles 20. It says, Then they returned every man of Judah and Jerusalem, Jehos Jehoshaphat leading them to Jerusalem with joy. I guess I'd be with joy if I, if I got a, a valley of blessings and spoils. For the Lord had made them to rejoice over their enemies. Who made them to rejoice over their enemies? The Lord. Wasn't no Twitter fights. It's the big thing now, Twitter fights. Was it he say, she say? The Lord had made them to rejoice over their enemies. They came to Jerusalem with harps, lyres, and trumpets to the house of the Lord. Once again, they're praising them. They praised them before, they're praising them after. Next slide, please. Verse 29. And the fear of God came upon all the kingdoms of those countries when they heard that the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel. How did the people going to be like, I, I, God is real. I tried to take this person out, and God showed up, and I couldn't touch him. God is real. Sometimes people might get saved. Your enemies will get saved when they start messing with you. <laughs> oh, God. So the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet for his God. His God gave him rest round about. Who wants rest all around you? No more drama. No more drama. I had a situation at work this week where sometimes, you know, we're all at different phases of life and we all want to establish ourselves as competent and efficient at work and stuff like that. And sometimes human personalities bump into each other because my idea was right. No, my idea was right. No, I'm valuable to the company. No, I'm valuable to the company. And God spoke to me in my sleep. He said, make it work. I want your role to be whatever needs to be done to make it work. 
to make it work. What does that mean? So if somebody has a bright idea, support it. Somebody's real ambitious to do this. Don't fight against them for a power play. Support them. Do, do in your role whatever needs to be done for the job to get done. He did not boost up my ego and tell me how wonderful I was and that I would have the great idea that would give me a promotion and cause me to become Superman. He said, make it work. You know, there'd be times in the church you have the bright idea and Pastor Brown doesn't. Or the divine idea. I don't like, I want to say divine idea. God's inspired you. I don't have it. Guess what? I'm not supposed to have every divinely inspired word and everything like that. Amen. You have the Holy Spirit living in you as well. But if there could be a mutual respect one towards another, this is how we can grow and flourish. Whereas not Pastor Brown is up here and you down here, is we're on the same level. We all are saved by grace. Hallelujah. And we're all going into the valley of blessing together. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm almost done. Amen. Next slide, please. I want to focus on something in our title, amen. Uh, and it's, why does 2 Chronicles 20.20 use the phrase, Lord, your God? It's kind of redundant. Why would, why would the word Lord and God be used? Isn't it the same thing? Lord, uh, you know, why, why does God allow the Holy Spirit to have the writer of 2 Chronicles, Chronicles, who we believe to be Ezra, Right, Lord, your God. And it's in other parts of Scripture as well. It's in the book of Genesis. Why, why, why the phrase, Lord, your God? Let's take a look at it. Amen. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. Well, we're going to revisit these words, Lord and God. We, we spoke about them already. Lord is yud Hey vav Hey or Yehovah. And God is Elohim, all right? But let's look at it. So yud Hey vav Hey, we're reading right, reading right to left, amen, is Lord. All right. And we've spoken about this before. Yudhe Vave is a word that the Jews do not use. They'll call God uh, El she uh, Shem or ne the name. They believe it's forbidden to use his name. So they'll just call him the name. All right. But we know that Yudhe Vave means the hand reveals, the nail reveals. We would call it Jehovah. We would, we, every, we would say Jehovah, a Yehovah. Yud-Heh-Vav-Heh uh, means the hand reveals, the nail reveals, or behold the hand, behold the nail, however you would want to trans, uh, translate it. But all in all, it points to Jesus, the God-man, God the Son at the cross. The hand reveals, the nail reveals, God the Son. yud hey why the Jews won't say this? Because it reveals the Messiah who they crucified on the cross. But yet, I told you, one day all of Israel be saved. His mercy endureth forever. It's word God we talked about, hallelujah, earlier. Elohim. And it's spelled from right to left, Aleph, Lamed, Hey, Yud, Mem. If you put it all together, it's the strong shepherd or God the Father 
who reveals his hand. His hand in the case of Genesis 1, verses 1 through 2, specifically verse 2, is the Holy Spirit. The Spirit hovered, it was over the waters. So the strong shepherd who reveals his hand on the waters. My God. We look at it further. Lord God. We put the two words together in Hebrew. It equals Jesus, the God-man, the God, the Son, plus God. God, the Godhead, the Trinity. All this is based on Genesis 1, 1 to 3. We put it all together. Lord God equals Son of God. Lord God means Son of God, which points to Jesus. So in the Old Testament, when we see the phrase Lord God, it literally means Son of God. Let's put it all together with our last slide and I close. Believe in the Son of God and so shall you be established, steady, constant, and secure. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our, our stability, our steadiness, our security. Hallelujah. Our steadfastness is in the Son of God, Jesus Christ. It's not in my pastor. It's not in my prayer partner. It's not in my friend. It's not in my mother. It's not in my father. It's not in my husband. It's not in my wife. It's not in my children. It is in the Son of God, Jesus Christ. So if you're having some problems with stability, hallelujah, and being stable and being consistent and being quiet or still, where is your belief? Where are you putting your, your faith in? And we're all challenged by this. Believe in the Son of God, and so shall you be established, made steady, constant, or secure. I'm done. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus is revealed in the Old Testament. He's could, hallelujah, he's, could, he's, he's, he's hidden in plain sight. The book's about Jesus. The entire book is about Jesus. God the Son put on flesh and came to die for you and I. Listen, if you're out there, amen, you were impacted this, this message and you're having troubles with stability in your life, as we talked about last week, mental or emotional health in your life. You feel out of sorts. You are very troubled since the onset of this pandemic. You are having great difficulties from day to day. Today, God is offering an olive branch to you, an invitation to you to join the family of God and to be established or made secure, to be made stable, to enjoy Great mental health as you put your trust, your belief in his son, Jesus Christ. If that is you, and these things I've spoken about today have impacted you, please say these words with me and join the family of God. We can only join the family of God through the person of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Say these words. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Please forgive me of all sins, transgressions, iniquities, and general imperfections. I believe you died for my sins, for my imperfections. 
I believe you rose on the third day as the evidence that Father God was satisfied with your sacrifice as full payment for my sins. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Now, if you agree with that prayer and you believe that you're now part of the family of God, you were sincere with that prayer, now say amen. Hallelujah. Welcome to the family of God. You might be saying, well, Brother Pastor, is that all it? Just words? Well, listen, people get married with just words. People take vows to become lawyers and, 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 and uh, the Hippocratic Oath. When doctors and all kind of oaths, amen, are taken to uh, signify that you're committed to a certain thing. And in this case, amen, these spoken words, amen, have given you entrance into the family of God and he will never leave you nor forsake you and his mercy endure forever. Well, brother pastor, what does that mean? I could just do whatever I want to do and just sin, sin, sin. Well, listen, hallelujah. The wages of sin are death, so it'll bring death in your life in some shape or form, amen. It'll, be, it'll bring deterioration. Uh, things won't go as well, amen, hallelujah. Yes, you'll be saved, but your quality of life, amen, will not be that great. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, life is challenging anyway. Hallelujah. I'd rather, have, I'd rather go through this life and be challenged. Amen. Hallelujah. With the least amount of sin possible. Hallelujah. Active in my life. Hallelujah. Because life is tough as it is. Amen. But you are part of the family of God. His mercy endures forever. Amen. Hallelujah. And there's a valley of blessings for you as it was for Jehoshaphat and the nation of Judah. Amen. As you continue to believe in him and trust in him. Hallelujah. God will bring you through. Amen. So welcome, welcome to the family of God. Hallelujah. We're so glad to have you. Hallelujah. Listen, find a church home that preaches Jesus and Jesus alone. Hallelujah. If you would like to join us here at the Living Waters Christian Center, you're more than welcome to do so. We're here at 15 Albany Avenue, Amityville, New York, 11701. Our church services start at 11. Or if you want to continue to watch us here online on this YouTube channel, please feel free to subscribe and continue to do that. Amen. Hallelujah. At this time, we need your help. We need everyone's help. Amen. We want the gospel to continue, but we live in a fallen world that depends on the, the system of money, currency. All right. And while we're here, amen, we need your help so the gospel can continue to be preached. Amen. The church can continue to be supported financially. Amen. So if you could make an investment, a donation, or if you're aware of tithe and offerings, amen, if you can make that to the church, the tithes are for the, your local church. If, if you consider us your church, tithe unto us. That means give a tenth of what you have earned. I know that's a big step, amen, but it's a biblical principle. Hallelujah. Jesus was tithed unto us by God. For God so loved the world, he gave. Love gives. He gave us Jesus. Jesus reaped a great harvest of billions of Christians throughout the years. Amen. In response, we tithe back unto God. We give a tenth of what we earn back to God in honor of him uh, to, to respond to his giving to us. He gave us salvation. He gave us eternal life. Isn't that worth, amen, 10% of what we earn? Hallelujah. Glory to God. And then, hallelujah, he'll give us a harvest from what we, what we sow. Hallelujah. We got to think of the principle of farming. You have to sow a seed, amen, in order to get a harvest, a crop. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So if you have that revelation, you believe in that, you can tithe, amen, or give a donation or an make an investment in the Living Waters Christian Center so we can continue to share messages like this with you, amen. You can do that in three ways. The first way is you can give online at LWCC Grace 
dot uh, org forward slash donations. You can make a tax deductible contribution on our website. That's once again lwccgrace.org forward slash donations. Amen. The second way, if you feel uncomfortable with giving digitally or online, you can mail in your donation to the Living Waters Christian Center, P.O. Box 115, Amityville, New York, 11701. Once again, you can mail in your donation, your investment, your tithe, your offering to the Living Waters Christian Center, P.O. Box 115, Amityville, New York, 11701. And the final way, you can come and join us in person. We have service, like I said before, at 11 a.m. You can join us. We are socially distanced. We have ventilation. Amen. We are wearing mask. I meant to take mine off today, but I forgot. Hallelujah. But God, to God be the glory anyway. Hallelujah. You can come and join us. Amen. And give in person. You can worship with us from 11 to 1130. Amen. And then enjoy the word service in person. We have an overflow room unless uh, in, the, in the event. Amen. That we have too many people for the sanctuary. Amen. But we'd love to see you and say God bless you in person. Amen. Hallelujah. So let me pray over these offerings. Amen. Father God, we give this seed. We sow the seed, Lord God, for the upkeep and expansion of your kingdom, for the continuance of the gospel message, Lord God, about your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for the opportunity and the seed that you've given us. Now, Father God, as we give, Lord God, and we sow into this ground, the Living Waters Christian Center, let us reap a great harvest, a 30-fold return, a 60-fold return, a 100-fold return, a million-fold return on that which we've sown in the ground of the Living Waters Christian Center. We thank you. We pray that you bless these seeds. Have your way with them. We put our trust in you as we give that which we've labored for into your bosom, your church. We thank you today. We praise you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Amen. So thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us today at the Living Waters Christian Center. We'll be back at 1130 a.m. next week. God loves you. There's a valley of blessings for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Believe in the Son of God. So shall you be established, made secure, made stable with a valley of blessings, just like Jehoshaphat and the nation of Judah. Be blessed. Enjoy the rest of your day. Stay cool. We love you. We'll see you next week. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Thank you for joining us at I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. We hope the message blessed you and unveiled the love of Christ to you in a greater way. God bless.